Welcome. You're listening to the Grow Ortho Podcast, presented by HIP. This podcast is dedicated to orthodontists who want to stand strong in their market and be leaders in their community. Now, on to today's show. Dr. Owen, thanks so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Definitely. So for those watching, listening, who have heard of KL Owen or maybe haven't heard of it and don't know much about it, um, or even yourself, um, just give a, a brief overview of you, maybe hobbies, um, and then the industry and the company as well. I kind of actually got my start in product development and things at Dent Supply. I traveled all over the world teaching uh, how to use their lingual bracket system. And then they pulled me in as kind of their chief clinical guide for digital orthodontics. And uh, I tried all these custom systems and there's some really cool custom systems even decades ago. Um, and I found that there were just little shortcomings. And the biggest thing was they were super expensive and even being expensive, they weren't even covering the cost of manufacturing. They were still trying to get that price to scale and then, you know, try and increase the price from there. And so, uh, custom braces was a four letter word to orthodontic manufacturers, um, 10, 20 years ago, because everybody was losing tens of millions of dollars when they tried going down that path. And so, um, I, I said, boy, I think custom is definitely the future. It definitely is more efficient, but we've got to find a way that we can actually offer custom where it's not three, four five times the price of traditional braces. And so, um, so that's kind of where my passion point, that's where, that's where KL Owen was born is really, um, from that kind of me trying all these other digital systems, trying to figure out why they weren't successful, why they weren't penetrating the market, like you'd expect that they would. And, um, I, I, anyone who's heard me talk before has probably heard me use the shoe analogy and, you know, custom braces of the past and, and even some of the current ones. It would be like walking into a shoe store and basically having the shoe salesperson say, I'm going to measure your right foot and then measure your left foot and I'm going to make you custom shoes. It's going to take me seven weeks. It's going to cost you 1200, 1300 bucks and I'll see you in a month and a half or more. So that's what custom always was. Is we actually had to design as the orthodontist and approve the case and then manufacturing started. So you're making tiny little precise pieces, which is really expensive to do um, versus Today, braces really is, is like walking into a shoe store and having the shoe salesman say, hey, we're one size fits all. We only carry size 15 shoes. That's it. Um, but I'm going to spend the next two or three hours sculpting some foam to, to serve as the interface between your foot and this clown shoe that you're going to end up walking out the door with. And by all means, it's better than walking on the dirt and the gravel, but it's definitely not fitting anybody just right. And so... What we try to emulate is really just how do you actually buy shoes? Like big industry has figured out how to optimally engineer things. And so uh, imagine you can walk into a shoe store and have a narrow, a medium and a wide. And then you can in any of those narrow, medium and wides can get a size seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. And we get 95% of the customization by choosing the right shape of the shoe. But we get the last little bit of customization when we tighten the laces. And so when we glue our custom braces on to the teeth, the indirect bonding tray holds a tiny gap. It's always less than two tenths of a millimeter, which is basically what you get when you're direct bonding. But that extra tiny little bit of glue gets us the last two or three degrees, the last tenth of a millimeter to where you're getting a custom prescription. And so what I really like about this business and what I'm excited about, and I think it's good for the profession, is I tried so many of these custom-made bracket systems 
and they come to the marketplace at a low price point. And I was paying, you know, five, 600 bucks a case. And then three years later, I'm like, okay, this is good. Let's scale it up in our practice. And then they'd say, okay, now it's $2,000. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just because it costs so much, right? They were, they were getting venture capital money or they had pocketbooks coming from bigger corporations that were funding essentially a loss leader product that they knew once they kind of got product market fit that they were going to actually jack up the price because that's the only way you can make something from scratch and, and actually have it scale. So the neat thing about our system is we're going to be $500 ballpark for the long haul. And most orthodontists take a $500 down payment. And if you're doing anything other in custom, if you start 10 patients a month, you're losing money every month, right? As you do that, trying to scale up your share of chair. So um, in the Invisalign days, when they were trying to go the all-in plastic employee, say it was $1,500, depending on your volume pricing, you start 10 patients that month and you do a $500 down payment for them, you're $10,000 in the hole that month. And then the next month, right, you're going to get a little bit of cash flow from those patients, those last 10 that you started paying their monthly bill, but then you start 10 more. And so you, you can see these processes where it's awesome to go all in custom digital because it's super efficient, but you're always at risk of, of almost going bankrupt or needing to find a line of credit, you know, almost with a sense of urgency. So that's what I like about our system is I think this is the, the first one where you can actually truly implement it. You can, you can put everybody in your office in these and it's not going to affect your cash flow in a negative way. That's really awesome in terms of the differentiators and, and the value proposition that you guys have. It's really interesting because I've been having this conversation more and more with the orthodontist, some who have already made the leap into digital and some who are kind of still scratching their heads and wondering. Um, and, and I say that because some of the orthodontists we're working with and not only doing their marketing and consulting with have said that, um, hey, we've kind of gone all in. Um, we're just starting to finish some cases and, and volume has really scaled and we're even growing and, and having bigger months than last year. The problem is, is when I look at my P and L and my net profit, it's diminishing. And so maybe speak to that in terms of some of the doctors you have worked with where that's not the case. They're actually growing and still remaining profitable, being efficient, using digital and and your system. Yeah, I I think that that's the biggest thing that we have. If you don't have positive ROI, like if you can't actually, technology for the sake of technology is is stupid, right? You better be able to have a plan where you're actually seeing a tangible return on investment. Otherwise, ignore ignore it. And, um, you know, that was my issue with like, say, Insignia, which is a great product, uh, especially Insignia Twin, which was really a true custom. Insignia Damon was not. It was just kind of a stock bracket analog um, using indirect bonding. But I'd have to charge my patients $600 more uh, to get Insignia because it was expensive. And so I would have out of, say, 30 starts in the month, um, two that would pay the extra. And so I'm still running an analog schedule because I still have to have, you know, five or six adjustments for detailing, one or two repo appointments. I still have to have all of my analog schedule. And if I've just got a couple speckled in, I'm not really freeing up any chair time. But when you look at what we've done, so we actually released a white paper um, back in November. We tracked our first four offices that did um, 100 cases submitted over two and a half, three years ago. Um, And then we basically tracked 
20 consecutive cases as they were signing on with us with whatever conventional system it was. And, you know, it was Damon, it was Pitts, it was Innovation R, it was Clarity um, with Clarity Flash Free. So they were high quality brackets, right? So it's not just these, these really inexpensive ones. So we got 20 consecutive, there was no cherry picking. We didn't drop any offices. We didn't drop any cases. It was like, no, this, we want a true representation of what this technology can do. And then we, two and a half to three years later, started saying, okay, now let's go back and we use Gage. So we made sure that we had really nice kind of good data, not just, you know, kind of cherry picking things again. And then we picked and went consecutive with, you know, after the two and a half, three year mark, looking back at consecutive finishes that way. And what our study showed, we had over 400 patients total as part of that, which is awesome, is that we reduced office visits by 35%, 7.1 visits, right? So if, mm-hmm. if office overhead, say, is 168 bucks, 190 bucks, um, if you look at that um, and you say, oh, times 7.1, that's you know $1,300 of, of basically um, return that you get. So that extra $350 investment to, to spend with our custom platform instead of the extra maybe 600 or 700 with a different custom solution um, actually is like, well, okay, cool. We, we actually can now show that just with office visits alone, there's a, there's a tangible ROI and it's probably a 3X or more. But on top of that, the other really cool thing is we reduced repos on those four offices by 80%. And we reduced detailing bend appointments by um, almost 50%. And the other really cool thing is we had half the number of loose brackets. So those are the three appointments where the doctor is really the the person involved. Everything else is kind of like an aligner workflow day. It's just, hey, change these wires, put on these ties. I can in 30 seconds tell my staff what needs to happen if it's just a wire change or a rubber band check. Um, But it's those detailing bends, the repositioning appointments, and the loose bracket repair that's that's really the, those are the valuable appointments in the orthodontic office, and so we had one clinic that he had capacity. And he was in a, a demand high demand market, um, and he was at three hundred and five starts a year. He's like, I'm maxed out, and to to do the quality work I want to do, I can't do anything else. I want to bring in an associate, and so I said, hold on just a sec. Let's see what happens if if we really implement this. You may be able to to get this growth without needing to do that. And two years later, he was at eight hundred starts a year and no doing way. better work. Wow. And so because he got the share of chair to a threshold where now he's 90, 95% of his practice is a digital custom, not just the aligners, but his aligners, his metal braces patients. And then we have a clear bracket as well. So he has, no matter what you come in his office asking for, he's using a digital custom solution, except for phase one, but everything else is digital custom. And so just basically, Eliminating all those detailing bending appointments and the repo appointments allowed him to go from seeing eight exams a day to 16. And now his his staff is all bonding his patients, so he doesn't have to sit down for 20 minutes at each bonding appointment to do that. He's got, he's actually has like a 10 o'clock hour where there's seven chairs that are bonding patients simultaneously. And so you think about the production that's happening north of $40,000 in production in that one hour every day in his office. Um, And he's, totally stress-free. He's in his office um, doing ClinChecks, uh, which is really nice. So, so I think that's the big difference is, you know, we actually have, I think, really good data. I don't know of any other companies that have really created a, there's a lot of people that claim things, marketing, and as an orthodontist who does research, it always drove me crazy. And is this a prospective clinical trial? No, but is it the best 
type of data that you can get in a three-year window? And I'd say absolutely yes. So we're really proud of what we've we've shown. And I think when you leverage this with things like grin and dental monitoring, we're actually seeing where you're able to drive from you know, maybe 18, 18 practices, 18 visits um, for active treatment and braces is the normal on gauges platform right now. And we're seeing our offices that have implemented custom plus grin or dental monitoring hovering in that nine. So like half the number of visits with mm -hmm. better results. Yeah. So when you look at revenue per visit, and I think, I think revenue per visit is going to drive our decision-making for the next 20 years. And I think the other thing we need to start thinking about is revenue per doctor hour, revenue per doctor minute, however you want to calculate that. Um, how much capacity can you open up in the TC room and in the bonding chairs, the production-based visits, um, because the shared chair has allowed you to expand this? And so that's, that's I think, the exciting part is it's just the, the logical next step and the ROI on it is undeniable. How does someone get started with this process? Um, you know, is it, uh, do you guys have a protocol that you would recommend and, and what's that look like? Yeah. So about a year ago, we brought on an implementation team. Mm. So it's not just about we, what we've learned. I mean, we, as a startup, you make every mistake in the book, right? And so it's not that we've, we've got the smart way of doing it. It's just that we figured out how not to do it so many times that, that our processes really, I think are pretty pretty easy one and we have an implementation team and it's really all about number one first we have to get an office that really believes in this technology what we found is that um, over the last year even with our training team coming into offices and actually doing hands-on training and being there for the first bondings if you only do six cases or less a month as you're onboarding your team doesn't get the muscle memory and we might train you and you might do 10 cases and then not do anything for two or three months well, guess what? They've forgotten all the steps that they need to to do that 11th and 12th and 13th bonding well. So we, we had basically a 92% attrition rate when an office just did a couple of cases here and there. But when people, as they signed up, said, hey, I'm going to do at least six cases a month or, and, and even right from day one, so we can actually learn the process. We believe in this enough to um, to think that it's going to have some positive impact on our building, on our business. Uh, what we found is 92% of those people, not only were still ordering six cases, but they were ordering almost all in, right? So, um, so it's just that you have to have an orthodontist that really thinks they believe enough in the technology to say, I'm really willing to give this a chance to have enough of a threshold in my office to make this successful or not successful. And so what we've learned is I don't want every customer. I want the ones who have enough belief in this, that they are willing to give us at least those six cases a month. Number two is we have to get the whole team on board um, because there's so many products that we come back from the AAO or one of these conferences and um, and we tell our staff, hey, guess what I found at the AAO and we're starting this in our office and the staff's always like, oh, great, another new thing. Mm -hmm. Because change fatigue is hard, right? Human yeah. nature is, is really a challenge. So the other thing that we really have to focus on a lot is making sure that the staff realizes how much better their life's going to be six months and a year from now. Because this isn't just about making the doctor's life better and the patient's life better. Uh, it's really about making the staff's life so much better, too. And so we really kind of go in and say, hey, we know that you guys are probably stressed because most offices are operating at, you know, 20 percent staff deficiency. And so you're probably working through lunches and leaving at the end of the day late. 
Um, well, what if we had a system that actually let you see more patients and you end up even with your current size of team where you're finishing lunch every time, every day on time, and you're, you're getting out the door at the end of the day on time, and you actually have more time with that throughout the day. Because if you think about it from the front desk perspective, if you're scheduling 19, 18 or 19 appointments for active orthodontic treatment, and we cut that to nine, that's just, that's half of your day, right? Half of your appointments that you have to schedule just went away, which means now you can start catching up on more strategic things and doing other things to help the office. Um, if you're a clinical assistant, um, you know, imagine half the number of visits, holy cow, that means we can actually get through the day on a much easier pace. But not only that, but the type of visits that we're saving, again, are the doctor intensive visits. And when my office gets stressed out, it's when I have like three detailing bend appointments right next to each other with an OBS patient. And they've all been there for 10 minutes. And then I've got a new patient consult that's been waiting for 25 minutes. So the TC is yelling at me, I need you now. And then the other team is saying, well, I need you now first because you got to stop here and here and they've been here for an hour. And it's because I'm the only one that can do all five of those appointments, right? I'm the bottleneck. But if it's just a quick 30 second, okay, let's put these wires in, start these rubber bands, use these elastomeric ties, power chain, whatever it might be. That's a 30 second check. And I can do that at any point throughout the appointment. So I'm in the TC room on time every time that new patient experience, which is the critical one, since people are shopping at three or four offices, I want that that new patient experience to be fantastic. So my TCs, and if you ask the doctors that are really busy um, using our process, the TCs love it because they know that when they go get the doctor, the doctor's headed straight there, mm. which means that their conversion rates are getting better. And now to have like a pamphlet that we can give to, to an office TC and say, hey, you can actually, we co-brand it with your office um, and it's, here's the, the KLON system. It's been shown to reduce treatment time by 31% and reduce offices by 35%. And it's a direct flight instead of seven or eight connecting flights. So we have kind of, here's the workflow, which also is a good way to get a unique value proposition for offices. So, I mean, it's, it's been such a zero sum game in orthodontics for so long is we offer braces, we offer aligners, we have this, we make you feel like you're at home, but every office says that those exact same things, right? There's no differentiated um, marketing posturing that, that you can really glean from that. So to be able to say, hey, we've got a custom solution and there's a white paper with 400 patients, which is a really robust study that allows us to say that, hey, there's a good chance that with our system and that, that our doctor and our team has chosen to implement, we're going to make this uh, a faster and more pleasant experience for you as a patient. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask next with marketing, you know, obviously on the aligner side, um, Invisalign has kind of become the household name, right? Kind of like Kleenex, wherever you go, uh, yeah. you know, any clear aligner could be called Invisalign to a patient or someone who just may not know. Um, and to some degree, it's become very marketable because patients know the brand. I think, you know, Invisalign sponsored the NFL or Super Bowl one year. Mm -hmm. I saw, um, obviously, they've spent a lot of money there. How do you think looking forward into the future, um, this type of system becomes marketable and household names? Do you think they'll start to matter in, in marketing and spreading that message? So I, I do, but I don't think it's going to happen overnight. And just so, yeah. um, so us and some of the other custom systems, I think we go more of a B2B to C, meaning we're going to give you consumer facing marketing materials that you can use in your office. So like doctor drops and social media posts and other things, but 
we aren't going to pay, you know, the, the multi, right. multi-million yeah. dollar nationwide campaigns, um, like, like Invisalign did, which, you know, really worked out for them in the long run, but it was, it was a huge endeavor, uh, to yeah. do that. And so I do think at some point, yes, that will probably these, the custom systems, I just think you're going to see a trend upward in market share. Cause mm-hmm. if you look at just, again, the ROI and we, the last time we really got this in or- the orthodontic space and fixed appliances, the efficiencies was really the 1980s when the bracket prescription came out. So it used to be that we had all these braces and they were exactly the same shape from one tooth to the next. And then we put them on these little bands. And um, in the 1980s, uh, Dr. Andrews invented a bracket prescription and said, hey, let's measure a thousand kids and let's see that the average shape of this tooth um, is this. So we should make the bracket shape like this. And so that technology, I mean, way back when there was, there was some scrutiny and debate over that as well, right? It's like, well, that's going to take the artistry out of being an orthodontist. But within 10 years, more than 95% of orthodontists had adopted it because they're like, holy cow, I'm actually getting better results because I'm getting closer to the bullseye. Um, and so I can see twice as many patients and my days are less stressful. And this is just that next evolution going from a one size bracket to a, Hey, we're going to have a one size fits all, but it's at least going to be based on some, some national normative data, um, that helps us get closer to the bullseye. Well, now with these, these custom systems at at a decent price point and fast turnaround time, um, you're going to be able to see two X, three X growth again. And it's not, I think, taking away the artistry and and the art of the profession. And if anything, it's just a tool that helps get us there faster. Mm. And so, you know, I, I I kind of like to, to equate this to, you know, imagine it it was your job to make, take a board and a, a big flat board and make two by fours. Um, and imagine that your, your tool kit for the last 40 years has just been a handsaw. Great. You can go out in your front yard. You could go to the beach. You could go up to the mountains and you could be making two by fours, no matter where, where you want to go. Well, imagine now all of a sudden comes along the table saw and you can cut a truer two by four and you can do it in a matter of seconds. So the effort goes down, but all of a sudden now I've got to build a shop. I've got to have power running to it. I need to learn how to use this new tool. And so that's where we're like, there's going to be pain, right? Setting up that shop and not being able to go to the beach to do this. And okay, there's going to be some pain points, but do you think six months from now, you're going to regret having done that when all you're doing is this to generate the same is, and so the tools are getting better. This isn't diminishing. I think the specialty or the professionalism, if anything, you have to be a smarter person to treatment plan and diagnose these cases because you need to know where you're going right from day one. Um, but the toolkits are going to let us, I think, do better work than we've ever done. And I think it's going to allow us to expand capacity, you know, through the roof. And so initially, I think it's going to be that um, the, the people who have these marketing tools are going to get a unique value proposition. And I think their practices are going to be more successful than their, their competitors. Because if you're walking into an office and they say, Hey, we've used a custom system. The research is showing that it's 30% faster. Yeah, you could go to the five orthodontists two blocks away from here, but you're not going to get this experience, right? So their conversion rates and their growth is going to be better than everybody else's. But at some point, this will just become, as it goes to the product adoption curve, you're going to get the early majority and the late majority and within 10 years. And once you get volumes like to where you're 50% of the market is the custom systems like us and Lightforce and others, um, then... <laughs> there's enough revenue for us to actually start doing some direct to consumer marketing. And so where we may not take venture capital money to blow it up 
and, and do this prematurely, I do think organically, you'll probably see some direct to consumer marketing happening. And with lab fees as a whole, um, you know, there's obviously Embrace, Invisalign, you guys, obviously uh, others yeah. that you have already mentioned. With adoption, do you think that eventually lab fees will have to come down? Like, you know, there's some that are 1500 or $2,000, like you mentioned. Um, do you see that correcting at all with adoption and, and more patients choosing uh, or orthodontists choosing this these modalities? Uh, well, I, I think it's probably the opposite, actually. And when you're mm -hmm. custom making something from scratch, the problem is to have a successful company when you're looking at just COGS, you have to have 70% gross, gross profit margin, right? So, um, so many of those custom, like, again, if you go back to how many shoe stores do you know of that make a right shoe and a left shoe individually for each and every person that walks through the front door? Is that a scalable, sustainable business? The answer is probably not. Um, now you've got people on the standard deviation where your foot is so weird shaped that you don't fit into those normal shoes. Maybe there is a, a place that you go for, for those one off out of a thousand, you know, one out of a thousand and one out of 500. Um, but no, I think, I think the, the big thing is that we'll start seeing it because look at what Invisalign did. Do you see Invisalign dropping their fees over the, the course? No, what They're they did out. though was that they showed that they had enough value at that price point where they were still a good solution for the doctor to, to implore. And so, you yeah. know, that's where like some of those past ones though, they were, they were living on pricing to scale, showing that they could actually get a customer base and using venture capital money or private equity money to, to ride that wave. And then they had to, you know, usually around, you know, year five, six or seven, the, the investors are like, okay, now you need to show us how you're going to make your, make us money, how you're going to be a viable company. And some of that can be through co cost reduction, COGS reduction, um, outsourcing, you know, bringing things internal. So there's some economies of scale that you can glean there. But the reality is when you're custom making things, it's just so, it, it's just so expensive to do that no matter what, that you're, you're probably not going to see significant drop in price. And that's where I tried to kind of take this and flip it on its head is like, well, maybe we, maybe we don't have to have custom made pieces if we have enough shoes and shoelaces that let us get the custom fit, hundred percent custom fit every time. So that's where I, I'm really excited about our business model and our value proposition is, Hey, metal or clear, uh, self-ligating or twin, we are going to have every solution for you. And so you tell us what type of office you want, but we're going to be that that scalable solution we think going forward. And we're not going to have to pull the rug out and say three years from now, surprise guys, we're now at 1300 bucks because right. we've just been raising money to keep our prices low. No, we actually have a pathway to really nice gross profit margin where we are today. So yeah. that's, that's the fun part about this. So that's where our business definitely differs from some of the others and what the others are trying to accomplish. But I'm really strong in the value proposition. I want to be a long haul company. I want to be a partner to these orthodontists that are trusting us for the sustainable future, not just for the next few years. And then they're like, what, you guys are at 1300 bucks now? I can't keep doing this. Right. Um, or I guess I'm just gonna have to bite the bullet and, and just keep keep paying that price because now I guess I'm, I'm kind of trapped here. And do you guys have case studies when, when orthodontists come to you and, and maybe they're shopping on how they're gonna move into this new digital age? Um, 
are you able to show them kind of comparison at scale? Here's a practice that onboarded with us two, three, four years ago, and here's how they've grown. But moreover, here's their profitability. Are you guys able to have those conversations with Orthodontist? We are, yeah. And so the other really neat thing out of that white paper is, is we had four very diverse offices and even what they were looking to get out of the, the experience of custom were, were totally different things. And so um, absolutely, it, you know, people are tracking, our doctors are tracking like revenue per visit, but also profit, net profit per visit, meaning mm-hmm. the revenue minus whatever the additional lab cost was of conventional versus aligners versus our custom solution. And, you know, you're seeing a growth of revenue per visit in the, you know, $120 range to more than $200 per visit. So imagine you're seeing 40 patients a day with braces and you get a $200 boost in revenue per visit or profit per visit. That's a $4,000 raise, right? That's, um, that's massive. Um, so and that's an $8,000 a day raise, I mean, just at that 40. So, so that's the type of thing that yes, like there is a tangible ROI here that, that does make this a sensible, scalable thing, but we had one office that the goal wasn't to grow at all. It's just that I want more free time, yeah. right? Is I, I, I like, I love treating patients. I love being an orthodontist, but man, I just, there's these other things that I like to do as well. And, and if I could just have better work-life balance. And so, um, you know, one of the offices is our white paper was able to cut out 30 days a year in the office. It's a wow. month. Imagine yeah. adding a month off. And on top of that, she grew 40%. So you're like, holy cow, you know, an office could grow 40% and take an extra 30 days off a year without growing staff size, without hiring an associate. We had another office that um, just kind of like, you know what, I'm kind of getting close to retirement age, but wow, this is such an easy system to use and it's fun and I can bring on an associate and we're calibrated because, you know, with analog, we're always taking bends in and taking them out that the other orthodontist was doing and it's, you're almost fighting against each other. But when you have a digital custom solution, it's here's the game plan, we're just following the plan and no matter who steps in the chair can see that patient and do a great job for them. So you know, watching him scale up his practice, even though he was kind of thinking maybe retirement's not such a bad idea. Now he's like as busy as he's ever been. Uh, and then other offices where they're down two staff members producing 60% more than they were. And they were kind of at capacity before, and now they feel like the results are better. So it just is a really neat blend to see um, that. Yes, the metrics are there. There's, there's growth potential, even with time, more time off um, an office that says, I would want to bring in an associate because I, I did that um, once in the past and it didn't end as well as I would wish it would have. Um, and uh, it's, it's its own set of stress that comes along with that. But if you could see twice as many patients and not be working any harder, and you maybe don't need that associate, um, that's been fun to see. And we had one office, uh, Paul Trotter uh, down in Georgia, who his dad was retiring. They had a two office, two doctor office. His dad was retiring. He's like, there's no way I, I want to bring an associate and there's no way I can keep seeing this patient volume. So to see him actually growing now and he's there by himself and, and still feeling like the quality is better than it's been um, any time before is really neat to see kind of all of these just different situations, right? It's yeah. To me, custom is the gift of time. Do you want to use that time to see more patients and start more cases and grow your business? 
do you want to use that time to go golfing? Do you want to hang out with your family more? Whatever it is, um, we're just seeing that people are just taking advantage of that that efficiency in, in various ways. That's amazing. So you talked about team buy-in. We've also experienced this, you know, on the marketing side, the coaching side. Um, you know, we we bring a, a doctor on board with HIP. And the first thing we want to do after that is present to his team in order to get buy-in. You know, we're making your job easier. We're giving you guys scripting. We're giving you guys software. Um, we're secret shopping you and giving you results so you can kind of see where to grow in terms of follow-up, speed to lead, lead management. Um, we're even, like I said, looking at messaging and what's in. Can we help with verbiage and um you know, just just all of those types of things in order to get more patients into the practice. And a lot of that's done in onboarding. Like you said, we have an implementation team, onboarding team. Yeah. It's about 21 days to get ramped up. But what we've seen with providing a partnership is just ongoing support is needed. You know, we'll continue to secret shop the practice, look at marketing reports, schedule coaching calls. I'm assuming it's somewhat similar where there may need to be continual touch points and, and your team continues to kind of help practices grow where some may uh, not catch on quite as quick as others. Is that the case? You have to. Yeah. I mean, there's, you have staff turnover, so you, you may come in and some of our busiest offices, they've turned their entire staff just because COVID has been crazy, right? It's, yeah. What a weird time to be in practice. I, I mean, this is the strangest thing I've ever seen trying to find staff that's going to stick around and, um, and the amount of that we have to pay the staff compared to what we used to have yeah. to pay the staff. And three years ago or, or more, you know, if a staff member said, I'm not coming into work tomorrow because I'm going out to my friend's birthday party tonight and I'm going to be coming in late or not at all. Um, five years ago, I'd been like, you're fired. Or yeah. no, if you do that, you're fired. And now you're like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> like, because it's just that's, that's the type of job climate that we're right. in right now. And so we have to have, you know, ability for people to come back in. And the fun thing is, you know, we're still at a pretty nascent stage of, of just our company's evolution. We just are really about four years old now. And so as we're, we're kind of hitting some thresholds too, where not only do we want to have the ability to go back into offices whenever we need to, but just, you know, building out education platforms, having meetings and study clubs and, Facebook groups and virtual study clubs and all these other places where we can create communities within communities. So um, the TCs, you know, creating a group for the TCs to kind of come together and, and bounce ideas off each other and say, how are you guys leveraging um, this this kind of marketing message? And how are you posing your value proposition on custom in the TC room? And how are you managing billing? So another really interesting thing that, that kind of came up that we didn't really think about at the beginning was um, the TCs are like, oh yeah, this is going to be a 24 month treatment and we'll, we'll allow you to pay over a 20 month period, 24 month period. And then the doctor's looking and in nine months, they're like, this, we're done. Like, mm. so they just basically keep retying, right? Is it like, well, just let's change the colors. Yeah, let's, let's change the colors. Things are looking good. And really, they just keep on. So, so there were doctors that were keeping people in the full 24 months because that's what they had been used to. That's what the TC. So we now we're kind of being more proactive with the TCs about how do we talk about financing um, versus the, the product delivery. Um, there's a whole bunch of different solutions, but we have to teach that even. So there's nuance beyond even what we think. But I think having 
places where you can go online and having a, you know, learning platform where you can go and say, I want to learn more about this and be able to go and get a frequently asked question uh, video in 90 seconds and, and kind of be able to have something answered. So those are all things that we're currently building, right? And so, but you have to have um, continual resources. And the reality is like these new technologies, we're still learning as much from the doctors as we're teaching them. Right, is we're we're finding out ways that they've implemented or overcome. You know, there's there was a doctor that um, would go to this the patient if they were done early, and at ten months to, out of a twenty four month treatment, they'd say, "Hey guys, guess what? We're done. We can take your braces off next time, and um, it, you guys can keep making the monthly payments just like you have been. Or if you want to pay off the rest of the balance, I'll give you a five percent discount." And more often than not, they're they're happy to write that that full check, and you're like, "Man, that's awesome! Now I don't have to pay someone." To follow up with them on a monthly basis and, and yeah. it's, if anything it's a, a positive cash flow move too so there's just all sorts of like really cool things that we're still learning from from the community so this is a it's a new category and with a new category is we're going to have um, a lot that we can benefit from by learning from the treatment coordinators and the clinical team members and the doctors that are really implementing these these technologies and how does your uh framework product allow for same day starts? So same way that you would with like an aligner same day start. Okay. If you, if you take the scan and you submit it to the lab, uh, you take the, get the contract signed and take a down payment. That's a start. Perfect. Right. And so, but the way that we script it is just like with an aligner is we're starting today. It's getting sent to the lab. They're actually going to design the smile and bite that I've requested just for you. And then I'm going to sit down at the computer and spend three to five minutes adjusting that to make it exactly what I want, knowing everything that I've learned over you know, my professional career and, and with my training, I'm going to put all my knowledge into, your, into this digital setup of your mouth. And we know that we've implemented a system that's gonna actually duplicate that digital setup better than any system on the planet. Like our, the fit of our brackets and the wires and everything else, I'd put us up against anybody and say, show me, show me any better results that are possible than with the mm -hmm. technology that we're leveraging. And so, um, wouldn't you rather like, so for, for me, that's our start is you get you, that is your start. That counts as a start. Do you not count that as an aligner start? If you send it off to align, to align technology or to spark or to 3M or whoever you're using, um, yeah. no, that's a start. And so, but what we say is we're going to spend two or three weeks planning our trip, so you know, we're going to use MapQuest, and we're actually going to take the time to type in our destination, so it'll tell us the direct route to go, rather than, oh, let's just slap the braces on today. Is hey, let's get in the car and just start driving using the sun to navigate, right? Um, wouldn't you rather take the time and actually plan this out instead of just saying let's go? And so I'm assuming that's part of your uh, onboarding as well as training on that, because like you said, we've even seen. Uh, some practices with aligners where they don't have this process ironed out. So they'll schedule the start visit for, you know, when you come back and sometimes down payments aren't taken or contracts aren't signed. And it's like, let's just make it easy, get the contract signed down payment. And then, like you said, kind of position it as we're actually going to take the time to plan. So when you come back in, um, you know, it's just a more strategic approach to starting digitally. Right. So that's awesome. So any, any last words, advice, um, anything that we didn't cover that you would like to share just before we kind of move to the conclusion? You know, I, I just think that we're at a really fun time in the specialty. 
um, there's been it's been pretty flat in terms of innovation. Um, aside from aligners, I think that was massive, obviously. But um, you know, the last thirty for between 1980 and really between that and 2015, you don't see anything that is used today on every orthodontic patient that didn't exist back in 1980. Um, most of us are still using technologies that are that are 30 years old or more. And so the fun thing now is with things like remote monitoring and 3D printing and digital customization, um, I think you're going to see the capacity growth potential be two or three X without hiring more people, without hiring more doctors, without building out more practices. So, um, and, and the cool thing is a lot of these technologies are actually better than additive. So. Um, you know, we, once people sign up with us initially and they feel like they've got their feet under it, it's kind of a, a crawl, walk, run, um, running really involves every one of your patients with custom braces should be also using dental monitoring or grin, uh, because what I'm doing now is I'm looking every week using AI or human intelligence from, from grin. And we're telling, we're catching poor hygiene. We're catching loose brackets. We're catching also when the wires are passive. And if, if their wire is passive ahead of schedule, I can actually bump that patient up in my schedule and say, hey, rather than waiting 10 weeks for your next appointment, you're ready at week five. Let's have you come in and let me put the, the stronger wires in. And so really it's, I delegate the bonding to my staff. They put the braces on, they put the first wires in. It's a 30 second or minute check, you know, for me clinically. But aside from that, it's mainly just schmooze time, right? Which um, is fun. It's fun stuff. And then with grin or dental monitoring, I know when the wires are passive or if there's a loose bracket and I can tell the staff, here's what I want you to do at that appointment. Wires are passive. Here's the next wires I want. Here's the ties. So I don't even really need to see the patient because I've already in the app said what I want to do. Um, so then my staff can do that. And again, it's a th quick 30 second check. Things look great. How's school going? And then it's okay. We are doing that again. The wires are passive. Let's put in the, the final wires, wire three. And now I'm monitoring rubber bands with Grinner Dental Monitoring. And I can say, I want to get class one K9 on both sides. And I don't actually want to physically see that patient again until they're class one, or unless there's a, like a loose bracket or something else. But we're looking all the time, right? As we know that the hygiene is good and we have documentation that there's hygiene that's good. Or if they're not brushing, we're saying, hey, you're not brushing. And there's documentation that says, hey, look, we've said 10 times to you, you need to improve the brushing. We've done everything we can. Um, we, and with the rubber band check stuff too, I can see if there's progress from one month to the next or if we've hit a standstill and I can tell the patient much faster, hey, you're not wearing the rubber bands enough for it to be effective, please increase the wear or, but if you think about that bonding, the first wire change, the second wire change, elastic monitoring. And then when it looks like we're class one, I have them come in, we'll take our panel. I check centric relation to make sure there's not a shift in the bite. I do a couple little bends at that a visit. And then a lot of times the visit after that's D-bond. So bond, wire one, wire, wire, wire two, wire three, uh, occlusion check, D-band. So that's what's possible. And say you've got one emergency visit in there or one retie appointment in there. Now we're just talking seven. So when you look at 18 to 19 is right now the average on gauge and gauge doctors tend to be higher performers than others anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's probably closer to 20 plus office visits, um, when you can say, hey, what I really think this is gonna trend to using custom treatment and 
remote monitoring, I, I think you're going to see this being something that's just a totally different animal. But the other cool thing is we're, this is not negligence. If anything, I'm looking more at the patient's teeth and seeing more than I ever could before. We're looking more often. We're, we're engaging them on a, on a weekly basis, not on a six week or seven week or eight week basis. We're, we're having communication back and forth, whether it's human intelligence or AI, but they're getting some level of feedback from us. So um, anyway, I just think if you're in the orthodontic profession and you feel like it's doom and gloom because you feel like the world is, I, I would tell you the opposite is I think we're getting ready to go through a new golden age of orthodontics, like unlike anything we've seen since 1980. And certainly not only with digital workflow, but you talked about Gage, the data they've released with oh how yeah. many people uh, could be patients, you know, or eligible to uh, be patients and how few in comparison to that number starting. I think it's like 95 million are eligible and like six or so million start a year. So, I mean, truly b between digital workflow and, you know, the eligible patient base that's out there, I mean, truly the sky's the limit. It's it's crazy. So, so from a marketing perspective, just because I always like to know, how you guys are, to me, the, the biggest geniuses out there um, trying to figure <laughs> out how to sell something that everybody else is really selling. What kind of trends do you see? What do you get excited about? um, in the, the coming decade? Well, I think it's that, that, um, you know, it, in a lot of ways, it is such an easy sell the marketing side. What we tell people it's fairly simple. And, and what we were talking about with a household name where you don't necessarily have to, to be able to leverage that more. So it's the pain points that you're addressing. Right. And, you know, convenience and affordability we find is, is what most patients care about. And so using what you're talking about, you know, it's going to be less time. It's going to be affordable. Um, it's going to be a better experience. You know, if, if I can get information on my phone and I don't have to come in and see you, um, that's the generation that is moving not only towards being uh, adult patients, but having children who are now starting to move into phase one and, and become uh, full treatment cases as well. And so I think it's that. I think it's really addressing the pain points. And we can do that instantly now with social media, you know. Um, and once people can uh, come in via website or social media, what have you, then put people into a funnel and reach them on their phone through text messages, just continuing to educate them and warm them up. Because also the challenge, I think, is people have so many options. And so that's why we focus on speed, education, nurturing people, because 2% of people-ish are ready to buy today. There's the whole 98% who's just becoming aware or considering, yeah. and we need to have processes in place to educate them on this um, and be focused on that 98% because that is just explosive growth. And I truly believe if offices have processes for that 98% population, then they won't even be able to keep up with growth, you know? So I truly think it's the best profession in healthcare um, in terms of, of growth potential and also uh, taking time to be able to enjoy your family days off. Um, and, and what you're talking about just helps with that. You know, I could be in 
Paris looking at patients and, and still doing an amazing job and having those touch points without having to always be in the office day after day. So that's yeah, awesome. I love it's it. exciting. So if listeners or viewers uh, do have more questions for you and, and want to reach out, maybe they even want to go ahead and get started. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you or uh, KL Owen? So our website, www.klowenortho.com is probably the best place. Um, a lot of really good content there. And then also um, you can kind of get teamed up with the sales representative for your area and they can kind of walk you through the, the whole onboarding process. But we have a really good YouTube channel too. If you search KLO and there's a lot of things that you can find um, there as well. Well, thank you so much. It's been great uh, talking to you and really excited for the future. Yeah, me as well. Thanks so much for your time today. This is great. Definitely. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about HIP or any of the topics in this episode, send an email to hello at hipcreativeinc.com. That's hello at H-I-P creativeinc.com or jump over to our website at hip.agency.